Here's an experiment for you. Take passionate experts in human resource technology. Invite cross-industry experts from inside and outside HR. Mix in what's happening in people analytics today. Give them the technology to connect. Hit record. Pour their discussions into a beaker. Mix thoroughly. And voila, you get the HR Data Labs podcast, where we explore the impact of data and analytics to your business. We may get passionate and even irreverent, but count on each episode challenging and enhancing your understanding of the way people data can be used to solve real-world problems. Now, here's your host, David Turetsky. Hello, and welcome to the HR Data Labs podcast. I'm your host, David Turetsky. Like always, we try and find fun people to talk to inside and outside the world of HR to bring you the latest on what's happening in data, analytics, technology, and process. Today, we're recording at the beautiful TWA Hotel in New York City, right at JFK Airport. It is the coolest place in the world. And I'm with one of the coolest people in the world of compensation, Karen Buckbinder. Karen, hi. Hi, David. How are you? I'm great. By the way, we're also joined with Karen's wonderful husband, Boyd. Boyd, how you doing? Doing great. He's over there. (laughs) He's looking as cool as he possibly can. (laughs) Because this place is literally the coolest place in the world. It really is. It is a throwback to the 60s and 70s. And... Karen and I are like awestruck about this place. <laughs> it is just neat. We're literally sitting in front of Tab Cans. Yep. Um, a twister room, a 1960s, recreated 1960s living room. And, and outside the window, I'm going to take a picture of it, we'll post it, is a beautiful TWA aircraft, four turboprop aircraft that we probably, at some point in my life, I probably did take that between here and Florida. Did you ever, you flew TWA a lot, didn't you? I did, but from Los Angeles. Yeah. To, to New, New York. York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To see your aunts. To see my aunts. Yes. To see Aunt Jean and Aunt Esther. And Aunt Esther. Shirley. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you know what happens when you see Esther? Uh, you take a nap. You take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but a bump. But a So today, Karen and I are going to be talking about compensation. But before we do, Karen, why don't you give a little bit of a background as to who you are? So I have been working in compensation for about 25 years and worked in a variety of different industries, different capacities, and worked both in-house and done consulting on my own and have really enjoyed my experiences. So is that in-house versus (laughs) out-house? Sorry, toilet humor today. It's a Saturday. You potty mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And, And one of the really fun things about this is Karen and I have been colleagues. We actually started out as colleagues back at Bankers Trust in the yeah. 90s. Let's just put in it that way. 90s. In the 90s. And now we work together at salary.com. Yep. Pleasure. Yes, the pleasure, pleasure is mine, by the way. Yeah, it's pleasure is mine as well. It's Excellent. great to be working with you again. That's it's, For it's sure. Mine, right. So, Karen, one fun thing no one knows about you. Oh, I... That... <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. One fun thing that no one knows about. I used to play saxophone in high school. Wow. (laughs) That is good. Well, there are people who know, but but maybe not people who listen to this podcast. That's that's, that's a good one, right? Any any good tunes that you ever belted out? A-Train. You must take the A-Train. Okay. Yeah. Jazz song. Uh, Yeah. I'll take your word for that. (laughs) 
I said I did it on the saxophone. I can't sing. I'm not a singer. Yeah, no, neither am I. That's why I'm. That's why I'm a podcaster. Yeah, we'll have to actually find out if someone can dig up some of those recordings back in high school. Doubt mm, it. No, okay. Right. Maybe. Before maybe. The, before the era of the internet, so I think you might be safe. I think I might be safe. You. Yeah. Yeah. Got in under the nick of time. <laughs> yeah, I was on trumpet in high school. So. Oh, you did trumpet? Yeah, so I'm glad there are no recordings from back then. <laughs> People would say well, that I destroyed trumpet for them. <laughs> but today we're going to have a really fun conversation about compensation because what the, the thing that you may not know about Karen is that Karen is a genius when it comes to Excel and access and being able to manipulate data. And that was one of the things that was remarkable about her when we met back in the nineties is that she could take any data set and just make it work. Right. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Excel in the world of compensation. Yep. So, Karen, what are some of the greatest challenges you come across working in the world of compensation? One of the largest challenges is that a lot of companies and a lot of organizations have a lot of their processes done on Excel. And because of the flexibility it allows, you know, it, it allows for people to have, they either overly engineer a spreadsheet, making it very difficult, and sometimes that spreadsheet becomes a legacy document in an organization. It becomes a system of record yeah, it becomes for a system that decision. Right, correct. Because Excel is so easy to manipulate. Yeah. And we take down data from the HRIS and typically we used to receive it in right. Excel. Mm-hmm. Probably still do. Right. And then we manipulate the crap out of it. Right. We create our models in it. Mm-hmm. And one of the fun things that we used to talk about is, you know, you can make so many easy mistakes that you never catch. Very simple formulaic mistakes. Yes. So talk to me about, well, before we actually get there, because I know we're going to spend an entire question on mistakes in Excel. Let's talk about data integrity in Excel. That's exactly it. It's data integrity because that spreadsheet will get, you know, handed from one person to the other, to the other who all have varying degrees of skill in Excel, Right. right? And there's no parameters around the integrity of the data. It's very hard to kind of lock it in. You can lock cells, but people unlock it. You know, it's just even with the password protection and all right, of that, you right. still have issues. Right. Oh, you can lock down columns. You can lock down cells. Yeah. But especially when you're doing mass changes, like you're doing a merit increase cycle, mm-hmm. for example, and you're trying to spread around money, Yeah. it becomes difficult to lock everything out. Yeah. And then, you know, people want to just know, well, if I took this and I did that and I did this over here and then they send it back to you and you have to consolidate all that. Yeah. It's very hard also to spot, you know, the difference. I mean, we've talked about, you know, what I like about databases, it's very easy to sort of I see where there's, you know, a, a flaw in the data or something like that. With Excel, because it's just it, it it's harder to sort of it doesn't have that same rigor. Right. You know, and the other thing is a lot of times Excel spreadsheets get way overly architected. So there could be 60 columns of data with, you know, thousands of entries, which makes it, you know, that's that there's a high probability that you're going to have mistakes in there. Oh, sure. And, and one of the beauties of Excel is that it's ultimately flexible, right? We can make it do what we want. And it's always served this purpose, especially for modeling compensation, because, yep. you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, it's the only tool or had been the only tool to actually do that kind of work. 
Exactly, because I mean, you know, HR systems are can be, are very expensive. And for the most part, most companies are just going to get the plain vanilla version of an HR system right. because, you know, they're not going to invest in it because it's not a revenue generating. Right. And Excel's free. Yeah. And Relatively Excel's speaking. Free. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And every, it's ubiquitous. Everybody has it. Everybody and, and pretty has much it. Everybody has some level of skill in Excel. Yes. You don't need to be a CPA. Right. To be able to use Excel. Right. And so there are lots of benefits to Excel. Oh, for sure. It's easy to use. It's easy to distribute. It's it's easy to create some very sophisticated things. And and at, at the end of the day, it becomes a database. It does become a database. And it, I think it's because that people are familiar with it, that it's it becomes very difficult for adoption of other systems, you know. And that, that mandate of, I need you to do work in the system because that's what we want, you know, if, if there is a system in place that is, you know, they want to run their compensation through, by default, I believe a lot of people are just still going to go back to Excel. Of course. Yeah, I mean, because it's so easy to it's so manipulate easy. it, it's so easy yes. to use. And, and this becomes a challenge because the moment you start to proliferate, those kinds of things in an organization and Excel becomes the de facto standard for doing increases, modeling increases, manager self-service around making the decisions yep. that you're losing data integrity, you're losing control. Yeah, correct. And, and I was, as we know, the moment that data leaves in HRIT, it's already old Yep. because changes constantly happen. Yep. And you know, you were talking about security before. But we also just don't know what else people are going to do with that thing. It, it's exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's out of our control now. It's out of our control. It's in the wildest. It's in the and then you know again, if it's a really highly manipulated spreadsheet, then updating it becomes very very difficult. Refreshing right. the data, right. right? So you can't easily refresh. Well, especially if they if they sort the data wrong, right? And they don't choose all the columns, so right. they only sort and sort columns. Right. Then what happens is it becomes impossible right. to marry back up. Right. Like I remember there was one time when, you know, managers used to just basically sort name and comp and, you know, decision and they didn't support they didn't sort employee ID number. Ooh. Yeah, and so we'd have to go back and reconcile all the employee IDs with the name and make sure and say to them, "Do you really want to give this person that increase because everything's all messed up now. Yeah, exactly. And you can't, in that case, intent is not understood because you can't say what was the last change made. Right. And yeah, you can't trace it back. Right. 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 There's no auditability. Mm -hmm. and, and the other worst case scenario is, is that that spreadsheet gets into the wild, as we said, and somebody gets a hold of those decisions before they become made. And now you got to make them. You, you can't. You can't say no. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is, you know, particularly this, the market now, the job market, people don't stick around in jobs as long as they used to. Right. So, you know, that, like I said, that, that spreadsheet going and hand it from one person to another, you don't know what was going on. Right. Like, and that's the hardest, hardest thing is when you inherit something that someone else started yeah. and trying to understand what they were, what their right. thought process was. Right. We know that these things aren't documented. Yep. At all. I mean, as you say, they're, they're someone's creation. They were made probably a lot of back of the envelope algorithms going on in there. Right. And so we just don't know. You don't know. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe. This podcast is made possible by salary.com. Now, back to the show. How does someone 
actually make it successful to use Excel in the world of compensation? Is there are there best practices? Or is there is there something you can do? Again, it would be you know not overly architecting it, making it intuitive. You know, thinking about my my thought process always is if someone fell out of the sky and in their seat, would they be able to understand? what is in this spreadsheet and what the intention is. You realize we're sitting in an airport. We are sitting in an airport. Next to an airplane when you're saying they fell out of the sky. So that's, yeah, it's kind of scary. So I could probably use another analogy if it would make you more comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm looking at that plane. I'm going, so somebody's going to fall out of that window right there. Yeah, that's, that's... Prophetic, actually. Yeah. So, so no, seriously, one of the things I think you're talking about is the falling out of the airplane is that there, you need to really document. If someone's going to create an Excel yeah. spreadsheet, you need to document it. Yeah. You need to document all the columns, the yeah. decisions you made on the algorithms. Yep. And I think that's one of those things people take for granted. That yes. If I create it, that somebody will just go in and look inside the column contents and look at the formula. No, you got to make, you got to assume that people don't know that. And right. you got to maybe create an assumptions page. An that assumptions has, page right. is vital. Yeah. That yes. has the, oh, when did we download the data? Yeah. What's the effective date of the decisions? Because if this does become a system of record and it was when it was the system we used to make the decisions, then at some point someone's going to say, well, you know, tell me all about it. Well, this gives you that ab- ability to, to do that, right? Exactly. I mean, I think people, don't make that sort of connection where they, I think your point is, is that's exactly right. You need to have the assumptions written out and documented. Why, why would you use this range or what, what was your decision to do base, basis for this model? You know, that the whole spreadsheet is, is designed off of, you know, there's obviously some assumptions that were made. What were they? Right. Now, obviously, obviously, as you can hear in the background, there's someone getting very upset about us talking about assumptions <laughs> um, and documentation of that. And people are going to be upset yep. because it's going to add a bit of administration to, you know, doing this work. Well, that's exactly it. Right. Because the whole th- point of Excel is, oh, they grab, go for it because it's right. easy. Right. But then there's also that responsibility that right. you need to take for, you know, explaining your work and what you're doing because you're setting, you know, a process in place. Exactly. We've said this on the program before, show your work. And we've heard this when we, maybe this gives some people bad flashbacks to high school or for to grade school, but you know, our teachers used to say, show your work, right? Show how did work. you get there? Yeah. And how did you get four plus four equals nine? Like show us how, you know, it's not possible, but show us how. So documentation, documentation. and assumptions. Yeah. yeah. Hey, are you listening to this and thinking to yourself, Man, I wish I could talk to David about this. Well, you're in luck. We have a special offer for listeners of the HR Data Labs podcast. A free half hour call with me about any of the topics we cover on the podcast or whatever is on your mind. Go to salary.com forward slash HRDL consulting to schedule your free 30 minute call today. So Karen, one last question. Will Excel ever go away as being an HR slash compensation tool? I think for the short term, no. Potentially, if systems get more sophisticated and allow for the um, the flexibility that's required to do one-off modeling or, you know, 
you know, setting budgets or setting, right. you know, bonus right. pools or things like right. that where you can cascade them. And, you know, with a reasonable degree of flexibility, then I think there's, there's a potential. I think it's the investment of money that you know, there is, right. it's not there. It's right now. I mean, then there's always going to be a hesitancy because HR is considered, you know, a cost a, center. A cost. Yeah. Well, and as we used to do, the proliferation of spreadsheets and access databases is just so easy. Right. I mean, anybody can do it. Right. You know, it's, it's freely available right. to everybody. And the ubiquity of the tool makes it easy. Yep. And so I, I agree with you. I don't think it's ever going to really go away unless there becomes new standards created. But to be honest, you know, right. free is free. And free is free. And it and Excel's a very powerful tool. I mean, it's it really has gotten so much more sophisticated oh, yeah. in recent years. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can make it, you can use it as a word processor, although I would really wouldn't, right. um, you know, because it does blobs. You can change fonts, you can change colors, you can... You the macros, macros, you can oh, do yeah. all kinds of, oh, I yeah. think, you know, pivot tables, more sophisticated pivot tables now oh, than yeah. what you could before. Oh, yeah. The regression yeah. analysis yeah. tools that are built the, in, right? Yeah, the ability to do regression analysis in there is phenomenal. Yeah. And a lot of that's been been there for a while, but if they really made it more... And the ability to do plugins as well. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. And, and also, you know, you can use the new tools like Power BI. It's really just extension of so what Excel is. Right. And so the ability to do the tab is showing up on oh, the screen tab. now. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So here's a, oh, here's a little thing we learned. What does tab stand for? What was it? Totally, totally artificial, artificial beverage. beverage. There you go. <laughs> totally artificial beverage. That's, that's one thing you can count on from listening to the HR Data Labs podcast. Something you'll learn. Something new every time. Totally yeah. artificial totally beverage. Totally artificial And also beverage. that it went out of production in 2020. In 2020. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, the pandemic killed off a lot of stuff. It did. It <laughs> did. It did. And then started a lot of things as it's well. true. Like Jaretsky Consulting. Correct. Which Correct. got acquired by salary.com. Nice. So, so I guess to end the conversation with Excel, it, it's really never going to go away. It, it just, not. what we're suggesting is if you're going to use it and you're going to, Document, 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 document. Make your assumptions quite well known. Right. QA the crap out of whatever QA, you're doing. QA, like, and, and don't overly architect it. Right, right. Don't overly engineer the spread, unless it's for a specific model. If it's a specific model, that's one thing. Right. If it's a process, if it's, you know, bonus modeling, something that's going to be handed around from person right. to person, then in that instance, you don't want to over architect it. Right. And document the crap out yeah. of it, too. And please. document it, yeah. Karen, thank you so much. Thank you very it's much. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you. And hopefully we'll do that again soon. I hope so too. Well, this is David saying thank you so much to you, the listener, and thank you to the TWA Hotel. Yay. And Boyd for being very patient. Yes. <laughs> Take care and stay safe. That was the HR Data Labs podcast. If you liked the episode, please subscribe. And if you know anyone that might like to hear it, please send it their way. Thank you for joining us this week and stay tuned for our next episode. Stay safe.